Coming in too hot. Okay, that's better, I think. All right. All right, well, I'm hit, I've hit record, so let's get into it. You guys ready? Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to another on schedule episode of TGIF 13. This one is episode 45, coming in one month after episode 44. And we have, as we promised, another special guest here with me. My name's Christian. My co-host is, you know him, his name is Vince Franco. I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) And then a guest, a special guest who's possibly had more cock than Vince, Heather Powell! Yeah, on this show christian like i really felt like i had something to contribute i've heard so much you guys talk about cock and i'm like i like cock my god yeah. like why have i not been on this show yet you wanted to you want yeah. to have a cock off we, we talked about having a cock off so episodes like ago cock and i like cock and what's christian's excuse yeah, i like true. sausage <laughs> i i did have sausage tonight so i i stayed true in that regard they're oh, spicy i got a little bit of heartburn but anyway yes you do have something in common, you two. They just met. They haven't even physically met. We're not even on camera tonight. It's just the voice. It's the draw of Vince's voice, the draw of Heather's voice. <laughs> Vince, do you know that Heather's on... Well, how many podcasts are you on now, Heather? Oh, fuck my life. I didn't. I don't know how this happened, Christian. <laughs> I was just a listener two years ago. <laughs> I know I'm nowhere. regularly on four. The one's a commentary that's not like a real commentary like this one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like you're, it's, now you're on an actual commentary. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can say it because he doesn't listen. But yeah, so so three ones that I have to do work for. Uh, but one, two are only once a month, thank God, because I could not do that more than... Like, look at you. You do two, and this one comes out every five years. So, like, you can just do that. Right? Take your time. Yeah. Is it because, like, you're home more, too? Like, was it, like, a pandemic thing that got you all into it? Female, and I made friends. Oh. I ended up on an all-female podcast, which is, you know, given. What's and then, the plug? Um, I do yeah, plug. this uh, gaming podcast that we just started. But that's once a month and super short. It's, like, an hour. It's really not a lot of work. And we just talk about video games and board games and, that, and other first things. First episode just came out tonight, I think. Yeah, it did. Right? Did you listen to yeah. it? Did you download it no, already? I haven't had a chance yet. <laughs> I, I, I saw the post and I was I was prepping for the show. Smoke show threw it a, a press conference for the thing. <laughs> I know. He's so cute, isn't he? He's so, like, he's like the nice one. I can see why you didn't have yeah. him on here because he'd be super nice and complimentary. I'm kind of the asshole. Um, oh, and yeah, yes. and then I do surprising nightmares. See, Vince is like, I know that already. But here's, here's <laughs> the thing: we all live within. I want everyone to listen to this closely. Kilometers of each yes. other. Yes. Fucking true. miles. Uh, people in the states right now are going, "What the? F- oh, kilometer? <laughs> the, uh, what the? F- what the fuck is, is that? that? Is that? And those are the smart ones saying system? that. That tomfoolery. <laughs> and I think I actually live in the How town. How many quarter that pounders is that? Is that correct? I actually, yes. Half of my childhood was in Waterdown. Actually, my teenage years and my mostly my twenties were in Waterdown. Yeah. Which is, you know, I learned that from stalking. (laughs) (laughs) She's podcasting from outside your. She's right outside your window right now, Vincent. Just have a look outside. You'll just see Heather. He's on the tenth floor. Come out with me to Stardust. (laughs) Stardust. (laughs) It's a new bar in Hamilton. It's not that bad. Which is the big deal for Hamilton. 
It's on uh, Barton. I know. Oh, I yeah. Know. Barton Go, is the new right? frontier again. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But it's, oh, um, oh, it's a very nice too much table to bar, talk. And they have very cheap drinks on Thursday. So. Yeah. That doesn't sound That doesn't sound much like a, a Vince bar. Stardust. <laughs> yeah. More like would be mine. Oh, ball <laughs> dust or something like that. <laughs> Well, there is Woody's, you know. Yeah, Yeah, Woody's. The Blue Oyster. That's Toronto. Okay, what movies have you been watching? Isn't that from Police Academy? The Blue Oyster? It's going to be like Sharkies. Sharkies, right, guys? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sharkies. Sharkies. Getting his Ah. shirt from Kmart, heading out to Sharkies for a good time. (laughs) Why won't the women talk to me? (laughs) I'm going to burn this place down. Well, I mean, sorry, I, I was just a flashback to like. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay, go, go, everyone go Google what Sharky's Oakville. I don't think any, hopefully, neither of them burnt down because I just sort of said that. Imagine <laughs> that happened. Gone. They're all gone. Yeah, yeah. They're gone. They're gone for sure. Anyway, well, you know what? I am glad you guys seem to be hitting it off so Heather can stay. And tonight, <laughs> tonight, if the pitcher. Before you even got in this episode, didn't tip you off. We're doing Scream Three. That's right. Yeah, you guys sound very excited about it. Jesus. Uh, I thought this was the first horror movie I saw in the theaters. Seriously? Because you got to remember, I'm one or two years younger than you guys. Yeah. I was 17 when this came out. She's like a decade younger than us. Yeah. I was, yeah. Say, no, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of years uh what i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do is we're gonna do the countdown now try to align ourselves as best as possible it's not a big deal if we're not a hundred percent in sync and then what we will uh we'll we'll get into the show so dimension films yet again are, is, heather are you good too on your end we're good i totally see it yep yep good we got some helicopter back. sounds so, I first might, movie you saw, second ahead. <laughs> first scream you saw in the theater, or first horror movie you saw so in the theater? It was the first. No, I've never been to the theater till I was seventeen. I uh, know it was. <laughs> it was my first horror movie. I was on a date with an older older guy. You should know it was you, Christian. Um, yes, I forgot. <laughs> not creepy at all. I was forty. And I went to the Burlington Mall theaters. I think you guys might know where those are. Uh, the former Burlington Mall theaters. And it was actually They're gone now, out. but they were so. still around in 2000. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh. it probably was close to the point that it closed, but that's where I went to see this movie. It was a big deal. Nice. Right. I was pretty pumped. Little 17-year-old Heather. I had just got the... I'm going to use a trigger word, Christian. VHS of, street, of Screen 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anti-VHS. I'm anti-VHS American collectors. Well, that's because they're... And I told you, there are somehow, oh, these, uh, these trolls have left and all these billy goats are crossing because they're all too busy in these VHS collector groups Sn- throwing sniffing, shade at you. Sniffing but, their uh, VHS cassettes. But mm. yeah, so this was the first, like, I loved, you know, obviously. I actually saw Scream 2 first. So I kind of went backwards, and then I watched Scream, and then I saw this. And Not a bad way to I view remember, the movies in order. <laughs> I know, right? But you know what? It still it still plays out in the end, and I loved Cotton's like all white fucking outfit yeah. he has on here. Ridiculous. Yeah. So like, are we like okay? So this is the traditional Scream opening where the it's the mini movie within the movie, the whole psycho thing. 
Now, how do you guys feel about the Cotton being the sort of the victim? Kind, well, mostly because he's the most—he's the character that we know, but not his girlfriend yet. Do you like did it, you, or do you did, not like it? Well, did you actually know that it wasn't even him in the original script? They had two different ideas. One was about a girl, and another one was about the, a guy that was an actor in Scream Two or Stab Two that was supposed to be in Three or something like that, and he gets offed, and they didn't think it was strong enough. So then someone brought up the name Cotton Weary as a perfect way in. And yes, that I think was a great idea. I don't think this is the scariest opening. I think it's the weakest of the three, but I, I definitely like the idea of cotton weary being the subject rather than the other ideas that would seem like to be nobodies. And then there's also so, three different versions of this opening too, right? Yeah. And one of them has no girlfriend other than her, her popping up dead out of the closet. And this one, yeah. I do think, I think, the the it's going to be a cop out answer, but the the best version of this seems to be a combination of the cuts because I do like the fact that she's on the phone and thinking that she he, she's at Starbucks or it's the killer pretending she's at Starbucks and she's dead, but I do like her thinking that he's trying to kill her, <laughs> and then he comes back and then she thinks he's all crazy and whatever. So there's stuff that work here, but it doesn't feel like the other two screams. It's not as clean. I feel like the other two, like this, really did feel like it was made for money. Like it really felt yes. like, all right, we need to, we need to do a third because this, this is Daddy Warbucks. So <laughs> let's do a third. But I will say I was shocked at the, the conclusion of this scene. Now, mind you, I saw it when I was seventeen, so I didn't have a lot of experience with movies yet. But I was surprised of what or they did date. at the beginning. Yeah, well, in the sense of like, I mean, you could spoil since we are doing a commentary. Oh, well, yeah, you, didn't, you were shocked that he died. Um, you know, that Cotton died. I thought it yeah. was a really. I would like to see him play a film. I would have liked to see maybe more suspicion been put on him as a red herring. I think that would have been really cool. Um, yeah, but you know, that's not the route they went. So. No, I, but I, yeah. do... I think there's a wasted opportunity of it, like in killing him right away. Yeah, like, and that's, I get, like, the that's interesting, yeah. coming where she doesn't know if it's him or not, and the voice changer, right? And why are her feet stuff, this wet? But... Like, does this towel not <laughs> yeah. absorb water? <laughs> <Yeah>. She's just <laughs> dripping. All the other or the all the other I don't know how you guys do that. I yeah, maybe she's horny. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wait, I don't know how, I don't know how, like, politically correct to be now that we have a, an actual intelligent guest. Oh, no, we have one before, but... <laughs> Uh, obviously, uh, Vince doesn't listen to other podcasts out there, so don't be offended. I think you could be yourself, Vince. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm terrible. I don't listen to hardly any podcasts. That's okay. No, I, I shamed Christian until he listened to mine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just bullied him until he finally yeah. did it. I better be mentioned on the show or I ain't listening. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or there's a bag of pooping on fire coming to your door. That's what yeah. I thought. That's it. Well, she's so close. But... I, again, you've got it's Ghostface. True. I, I really could do that if I wanted. To, yeah, right. And I could put well, a she... really good mask because it's COVID time. You may not recognize me at all. Yeah, that's true. True. Yeah. I could so I got to be nice. Face face. Mask. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a whole oh, yeah. scene there. I don't know if you saw the shot there where they had like the skylight. There's yeah. a, one of the versions that you're talking about. Vince has Cotton yeah. Weary, and it's on the DVD special features. So I'm assuming it's on the Blu-ray special features. They show the scene, and he actually 
when he puts the bug case on Ghostface and he tries to escape instead of running out the door, which he could have easily done, he decides the skylight <laughs> is the way to go. And I'm being serious here. And he breaks through the skylight and tries to get, climb up it. But Ghostface, of course, gets yeah. loose and then stabs a knife right through his, his leg. <laughs> and then I've, kills I, him. I'm just watching that. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous when you... It, it's, it's a good idea. I think it's a good thing that they went with what they went with and, and left that out because you would have been like, why are you going out the skyline? Yeah, that is a little hokey. A little. It's crazy. But I do like, <laughs> like what Heather I, said. I after that sentence. And I was like, I can't finish that sentence. Yeah. The white suit. <laughs> the white suit is perfectly cheesy. The fact that it shows on television. Except, isn't it pitch black out right now? And doesn't it say at 3.30 weekly or daily? 3.30, how long is the show? And if it's live, it must be... A, so is she watching a recording? Or does he have recordings of his own show that just play in his apartment? Like, what's happening here? Could be narcissistic. It's always on. It's always on. 24 yeah, hours, I, 100% cotton. When I saw this movie when I was younger, I took it for granted of how well he was doing to have such a nice place in L.A. Like, let's... <laughs> Pretty it is. for it fucking is. LA. He well, must be doing pretty good as a TV talk show host. Yeah, and her his girlfriend is from Melrose Place at the time too, Kelly Rutherford. Oh, and, that's uh, who she is. Yeah, and, he took uh, over for so Ricky Lake. Remind me of the Melrose Place. What's that? He took over for Ricky Lake. Her show got canceled. <laughs> he took over that. Sally Jesse Raphael got oh, kicked to the yeah. curb. Yeah, just people who are maybe a little bit too young for the '90s. It was talk shows. All afternoon, like there was nothing on but talk shows. Not who's I mean, going to boot camp, but there's it was all like trashy ones. Oh, they oh, were super I mean, trashy, super trashy. Yeah, episode it became Sally Jesse Raphael competing against Mori Mori Povich on who was going to boot camp out of the kids that they they brought out. Like, These dirtbag kids, and then of course the Jerry Springer. It was every episode was the same fucking show. It was the yeah. same show every episode. <laughs> And there was still Donahue at the time, and then there was Jenny Jones, Ricky Lake, Carney Wilson. Like, if you go on and on and on. <laughs> Vince is an encyclopedic knowledge of this. <laughs> Carmella Scott, yes! That's hilarious, I remember. I, I was on that. I, well, I went on the, in the audience on that show. I was so on funny. that? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I realized that as long as you have Alabama... You can have reality television, and and there could be so kids going true. to boot camp every day, <laughs> and free trips. Yeah, poor Alabama. It's the it's the state <laughs> I pick on no. the most. <laughs> no, they do it to themselves, Christian. I would no. trust me. We know. We know. But <laughs> Cotton puts up an okay fight here, but again, everything in this movie seems souped up that... to an, an action level, so it fails to be scary. Because everything's just, he's so bloody in like a split second, too, after he gets stabbed. You know what? And, and the way Cotton just flew over the desk, because it was part of the the scene with him falling through the skylight, and the way they yeah. edited that together, it's very unrealistic that the killer had that much oomph that he threw Cotton over the desk just to fly over and stab him as well. So you're right, over-the-top action, like Heather well, said, it's kind of like put, pulled together, and it, I don't know, I didn't like that at all. I like I do, Cotton, but I don't like the yeah. opening scene. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I like the fact that they played with him, but I get you. You're right. What if he got stopped by the police and then thought that he killed, and then his his girlfriend was the one that was killed, and then he's right hearing again for the movie, trying to prove his innocence. I do mm-hmm. like what they're doing with Sydney's character here. I I will admit I do like this. I know it's a touchy situation here with your your upcoming pillow talk on Summer Party Massacre episode two. Oh my god! I don't know where this will <laughs> land, but you're talking about the best final girl and. Um, there was one argument made that uh, Sydney is the best final girl, and I believe, Heather, you were arguing against that point. Am I wrong? Yeah, well, it was up who she was up against, right? And it was the context of the argument. I think I think Sydney is great. I think Nev Campbell is great. I think, first of all, this is a chick that came from fucking Catwalk to this. Uh, you, know, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's pretty impressive to make it out of Canada and make it to be a star. She's um, from Guelph, correct? I, or am yeah, I wrong on that? Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. You're right. She is from yeah. Guelph. Um, you know, and, but do I think she's the best final girl compared to other final girls? No, I think she's good, but I was just, I found an interesting fact here. I always wondered why she wasn't in the movie a lot. And I guess her contract was only for 20 days for her to be on the set. Yeah. Yeah. Did she not want to be in this movie? Was this like a Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween two kind of thing? Like she wasn't interested. I mean, she just got busy. We yeah, talked about this the last time, too. I believe she didn't want to even be in Scream 2 that much, but Wes convinced her to come back, and they knew that they were going to do a trilogy at that point. So then I think in her contract, she asked for 20 days. So the mm. the script was very... So putting her in isolation and introducing her the way they did was actually quite smart because you don't really notice it. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe other people are like, why isn't she in this so much? But I find that they, they, they managed to make it work. Oh, we only have her for 20 days? Okay, this is what we're going to do, and it works. Because you get all the key. So so far, Cotton's dead. We already had the scene with Sydney to establish <clears> that she's in isolation. And here we are with Gail Weathers now back in the is setting. Which the true yeah. horror of this movie, her bangs. <laughs> so like, true. She, she looks awful in this movie. Her, her cost, The costume design, everything. It's like, she, it's like they did it on purpose. Not because they don't like her, just because they thought... We can get away with it. We can try all these stupid fads that are flying around right now for five minutes. I don't know. Does, does anyone else think she's like the Heather? Most... Heather modeled herself. She didn't. You didn't let her finish what she was about to say. After seeing this movie oh. with the forty-year-old that she went with, she modeled. She cut her hair like this and modeled her clothing after this for That's the next true. two I years. Did. I did. I was like, "This is how it is," and and I'll get hot babes, hot dude. Sorry, Meg Meg McDreamy and babes. Who knows? I could have got whatever I wanted. Wait, isn't um, this so McSteamy? He... Did you know that he was hired the day before shooting started and he had to memorize all his shit overnight? Yeah. I was Dempsey? reading something that said that he got the, the role just be- the day before shooting. How insane is that? And they're like, well, all right, he... here's a script. Good luck. Who, no. Was there someone supposed to be before him? Like another I, choice? It didn't say. It just said that he was hired the day before shooting and he had one night to learn three big dialogue heavy scenes. Interesting. He does have some heavy scenes in this where he does engage in a fair amount of dialogue. I do like her reaction here. I think this is pretty legit. She's a good actress. Like, there's no question. She sees she it. Is. Yeah. So she saw that Weary's been killed, correct? That's the news mm-hmm. flash yes. about Weary dying. Again, who knew Patrick Dempsey? Because you, you're so familiar with Can't Buy Me Love, and he's kind of, like, skinny and kind of geeky. And I know he did, yeah. like, With Honors, and he did some other movies. I, I mean, I was a fan of his. I'm not trying to take anything away. But I thought he definitely looked much more mature in this movie yeah. he pulls it off like they give him that kind of yes he's a detective but they also you know paint him with a red herring uh stick as well like there's there's no question there's one scene where you i think you think 
like he gets up and he looks like he's going to attack Sid, but then just delivers his next yeah. line later in the movie. But this is like, yeah. he, you're right. He was very famous in the late 80s, early 90s. And there was a spell where Patrick Dempsey disappeared. And then he stopped working for a while at a studio contract. And then he comes back for this. And you're like, you're like, oh my God, is that Patrick Dempsey? I remember seeing this in the theater going, I don't believe it. He looks yeah. hunky. And then uh, <laughs> he becomes McDreamy on Grey's Anatomy a short year or two later. And then, and then he becomes like the news George Clooney of television. True. And what you didn't know, Heather, about this is that Vince also went with a 17-year-old. <laughs> I'm a little offended, actually, but that's okay. Um, His I name always was Biff. how they did the stab. And, like, this whole like movie within a movie, like making fun of the fact of how many movies were made and how sheer they get. Because this one, really, the red herring thing, I really feel this one overdoes it. I don't mind oh. it in the fourth, strangely enough. But I find well, in this one, I just I find it a chore. To kind of get through a little bit. Uh, I, yeah. I agree with you. I, this is the silliest one. This has way too many characters for its own good. And we just got introduced. So we just skipped over a scene where we were talking over it. Where we saw Lance Henriksen and Roger Corman. Probably the yeah. only mm-hmm. two people that I want. Uh, at, like uh, uh, cameos. Well, Lance has a, a role in the movie. Roger Corman is, is a producer. But he's a cameo. But there's way too many cameos and wink, wink, nudge, nudges. Uh, and then there's just the cast of the stab movie. There's too many characters. And I know people like Parker Posey and I know people like Jennifer McCarthy, uh, Jenny McCarthy, but there's just too many of them. And they don't give them, an, they don't give them enough scream time, screen, scream, scream and scream time. <laughs> they cut they get exhausted by kills. To be honest with you, the kills and they're so, some of them are just so stupid that you're like, all right, Let's just get to the next one. Like, there's one scene coming up later on where they're at a trailer or someone's house, and like yeah. a guy goes out to. Oh my god, that scene! Dre- that scene feels like an hour within itself. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, so long. When when Gail Weathers comes in here and they and they see the set rebuilt as Woodsboro, I had a heart on in the theater. I thought this was good. Like, this is the stuff that worked. In the movie within the movie, like let's create part one, and then the recreation of some of the scenes, like the verbatim scene where Ghostface comes out of the closet, tries to attack uh, Sydney, and she runs up the stairs, and it's a complete copy. I'm jumping ahead, but it's like that stuff is great because it's like a nudge. But they, there's too much like the Parker Posey with playing Gail Weathers in the movie with Gail Weathers talking to her. <clears throat> I know what they're going for, but it seems so forced. And it isn't very like. Forced. Like back to what Preston was saying in the last in the Scream Two podcast that we did is that in the other two movies it seemed like there was a life outside of what's happening to them, but in this one it's just about the fact that people are starting to die. There's a new killer on the loose. Cat and mouse. Cat and mouse. Cat and mouse. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no there's no meat to it, and I think that's kind of what we're missing here. Well, I mean, they are self-indulgent actors, but the funniest part of it is yeah. if you watch some of the special features or you listen to the commentary, they talk about. Though they show scenes that they cut out because he said, well, that didn't make you care for the character. It was Jennifer McCarthy, what the fuck is her name? Jenny McCarthy coming in. We'll call her tits for now on. Uh, is that okay? Anti-vax. Uh, that's a good name. That's a good name. Absolutely. Anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Anti-vaxxer. Yes, yeah. even better. Uh, she comes through the uh, into Parker car, treats the guy at the door like shit, and then comes in. They say, well, you don't really get a good vibe from her character. I'm like, but that's perfect. That's what you want. You kind of so she's a bitchy actress that treats people like shit. So be it. At least there's something there because I don't know what else you get from her. There's no other character development in this movie. Most these are very these are more almost the most caricatures out of all the film because really they're just yeah. 
carbon copies of established characters already. I, I Yet they don't have a personality themselves. They wrote a script for this movie, and then they got it tossed for another I th- writer. I, see, wow. I didn't. I thought he wrote the treatment, and I kept calling him. I kept looking at this guy's name all over the years. I thought his name was uh, Ethan, and it's Aaron. It's just spelled really bizarrely. It's spelled E H R E N. Who are we talking about? The writer of this movie. Oh. <laughs> there yeah, was just so one? Because this feels like this was written by 18 people that didn't know <laughs> what they wanted to do. Are you sure, Chris, that there was one writer? <laughs> the, the, I've heard there's yeah, multiple scripts. Like multiple, yeah. But, but there's. There's one writer, but there's a lot of rewrites. There's a lot of people that made it sound oh, like, oh, it was so great. I didn't know what was going on until I came to the set, and then I got my lines for the day. And I'm like, yeah, that's called fucking <laughs> chaos. That's what that's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a fucking mess. It really is. But the movie reflects that. In all fairness, the movie does reflect that. It really is the weaker out of all four. And who knows what the fifth coming up, like how oh, that's going to just... go down. I, yeah, like, and that's the, that's gonna be the hard part. There's uh, Jay and Silent Bob. That, that's the jump the shark cameo. moment for sure. And right behind them is Wes Craven, the guy with the hat and the camcorder. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's Wes Craven there. Uh, and he just again popping himself in his movie, uh, which is fine. Which is fine. But this is the jump the shark moment. I guess Wes Craven was in their movie Jay and Silent Bob Straight Back, so I, I guess it was tit for tat. Tit tot for tut. On set that day. Apparently, he was briefly <laughs> considered for the role of John Mil- Milton, Wes Craven. Did you guys know that they were putting thinking of putting him as John Milton? What? Yeah, apparently. That's a lot. To this trivia. <clears throat> I know. You know so. what? I was just flipping through some trivia too, and I was reading some other fun things like Kate Winslet, Shannon Doherty, or Charisma Carpenter were supposed to be Christine. Mm-hmm. Like that's bizarre. That's really early. It sounds like wow. they went through a lot of, like, recruiting and testing out people for roles. Yeah. Like, a lot of people maybe wanted to be in this movie. Well, they're, they were big successes, right? Like, Scream 3, being in a movie like this could, you know, get you noticed or whatever, right? So, I can see why people were interested. Then they well, read the script and they were like, mm, you know what? That's <laughs> good. Big, well, you know what? Budget <laughs> too. It's funny. It's too, right? Well, it was, I think, comparatively, yeah, well, you have explosions and craziness and everybody's salary is inflated. But uh, truth be told, Heather, you are correct, though. People wanted to be part of these movies more so because they were big blockbuster flicks. Whereas back in the 80s, no one wanted to be part of the Friday 13th series, really. Like, they were always kind of Not- like... Uh, it's like a black mark on the resume. Whereas you could put Scream on yeah. it and it wouldn't have been... here is my least favorite component of the film. Not the fact that the mo- I yeah. like the full circle mother. I like the backstory they give the mom. I think that part is actually solid. The ghost shit. I call this the cravenisms of the movie. This is this is right out of like Deadly Friend, Nightmare on Elm Street, and it does not work one bit for this series. Very I, cheesy. I, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I knew you were going to say Deadly Friend, Christian, because of how much <laughs> <in> this podcast. <laughs> I gotta make a B B reference every show or so. <laughs> but you're right. Like this looks so cheesy and stupid. Yeah. It's so uh, ridiculous. Harris looking at you, kid. Like she's just staring through <laughs> the window there. And then and they're trying to make it oh so scary. Like, oh, she's got the spider claws. And it could have worked in a different movie. And I guess Wes Craven's thought process, well, what he said in the commentary, was that we're not quite sure of Sid's mental state. And I thought Holy shit, 
He's ripping himself off. That's all I thought. Oh my God. This is a nightmare sequence that looks like Deadly Friend of Nightmare on Elm Street. Not Sid's going mentally insane. I never thought that. <laughs> maybe maybe you guys did because that that's obviously he's going for something here. But I just never saw it. I just saw it as a cop-out to wedge the mummy mm. to more scenes. That's passion. That's some passion talk there. <laughs> I hate you know what I never got? Why would she own a golden retriever? I would have myself some Wattweilers or some Goldman. Like, oh, dogs they're... with some punch, not a fucking yeah. golden retriever. Oh, I never got cute. that card either. <laughs> and then my favorite kill, it's just not fast enough. I really don't like Jenny McCarthy at all. Oh, no, Didn't that... such a waste of space. Wait a second. Like, as I was rambling on there, and I'm sorry to cut you off because didn't that golden retriever react to her dream? Was it like her? She, yeah. she jumped. Oh, oh, she did jump? I she thought jumped. he reacted yeah. to Ghostface smashing through the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, Gordon from Friday 13th. Yeah. He is alive. Uh, he is. I'm on Team Gordon's dead, just so everybody knows. Oh, you know, here we, you know, here we go, Vince. There's a, there's a big group of people out there big probably three or four other people that think gordon lived <laughs> big as three people <laughs> think, uh, that thinks gordon survived yeah he think he jumped well, out that window why would the dog whine as he's jumping out the window he'd be like feet don't fail me now he'd dive out and run off there's no running off you're supposed to get from the director that he was killed there's just no question the way it was filmed but I don't know why we're talking about Friday 4 right now. You know, because it, it stays with you. But you know what? People who really worry about that need to get other things going on. Because I have never thought twice about what happens to Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I'm one of those people. I'm with you. I'm with... <laughs> I'll just You're click. You're maps in, on the yeah. bedroom and like wall of a hat. I have. I'm actually doodling it right now. Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, Jennifer McCarthy is weird to me too because why do I keep calling her Jennifer? Jennifer? I keep calling her Jennifer. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy is weird to me because somehow she's somehow in certain scenes, yes, she's super attractive, and in other scenes like this one right now, I'm like, nope, I don't think she's attractive. <laughs> it's it's I so it's weird. Personality that ruins it. Like honestly, it's who she is as a person that I think yes. takes it away from it too, right? Like, if you were to just look at her and she wasn't an anti-vaxxer that was crazy, you might be like, oh, hey, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And she's a horrible actress. Like, look at the Terrible. Oh, my yeah. God. You might as well put Paris Hilton in here or something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that she'd be, like, taking over, like, uh, the New Year's Eve ball drop in, in, in New York year after year? <laughs> <laughs> I got to look at her. Wow. Oh, yeah, she's been doing it. Well, I don't know. Last, and TV, few, right? No, I thought it was the one with Ryan Seacrest and everything. Whatever that one is. The rock and roll. New, whatever the hell that uh, Dick, uh, Dick Clark, Clark one, one was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, stop this talking scene, to yourself. This is so stupid. This scene's or going on way to too somebody? long. I think she's talking on speakerphone oh, right okay, now. Oh, sorry. Yes. Couldn't hear. Yeah. So, but it, it is weird when the volume is low, as we typically, as is how we do the show. I actually can't even hear anything that's going on. But it's that's all right. okay. You're not missing anything yeah. at all. <laughs> Instead of looking at the Playboy that she's in. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. It's almost like she's picking up on the acting cues of the girl in part one. A Playboy? Sydney's in the washroom that are talking about her. Yeah. You know, yes. That blonde one in the Great washroom. Which is like, yeah, it's like that acting. It's so phony. Ugh. And the worst well, part is, is she like, was well known. Those people were at least nobodies. This is someone who's well known. <laughs> 
And you and you're right, Kristen. What you said earlier, you feel nothing when she's being chased. You don't care. You don't give a fuck what's happening to her right now. He's just helping her boots pop out. Yeah, I do exact mundo. If they wanted to do a callback, this would have been a perfect Tatum moment where they could have had her turn the corner and had like the nipples like that you could tee off of like right here <laughs> yeah. or something like that would have been perfect. And the thing For... is, he actually cared about Tatum because he had time with her as a character at least. Absolutely, no. Right. Rose McGowan is a great character. This right. Jennifer McCarthy is is ghost face fodder. <laughs> yes, say that five times fast. Ghost face fodder. Ghost face fodder. Yeah, it's pretty easy actually. Uh, I like the uh, multiple the ghost face here, though. So this scene reminded me of, so I had seen, I know what you did last summer, I think uh-huh. after this movie, and it reminded me of that scene, you know the part where she's walking through where all the mannequins are, and the fisherman jumps out, yeah. and the fisherman jumps out? It kind of reminded me of that a little bit. I don't know, maybe because she's just hiding within the costumes, and then ghost faces in the costumes. Like, it felt very similar to that previous scene. Like, this seemed like a 2000-ism. And like, 19- yeah. you know what I mean? Like everyone's just kind of copying off of stuff. I mean, there's certain there's a certain giddiness with it taking place in Hollywood and whatnot. But I hear what you're I hear what you're saying. Like I do like the fact that this is in the co- like in the prop shop or the, obviously yeah. with the, yeah. the yeah. fake knives Picked and up all the fake knives. That, that night reminded me of I Frame Roger Rabbit just there. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. There was <laughs> totally. Well, Vince is too busy making drinks. Wait, Holy fuck. I'm sorry. I, I need to get something on my gullet. I, keep, I have a dry throat. No, I don't have COVID. I just have See, after being, beginning of allergies. The death was so... That's the other problem. The death is so clean, squeaky clean. This one definitely feels like a step down from the viciousness of part two. And, and even one for that matter. It, it just seems too quick. There's no... Right now, it's just knife kills, or that was like through a window. There's, there's no inventiveness. At least, try to spice it up a little bit. You're in a prop shop. You think you could have killed her with something more inventive than just throwing her through a, a window or a window door? Well, I'm, I'm reading here that the because of the Columbine massacre at the times, produces repression and toning down the violence, or have no blood. She didn't get shot, course. Vince. I'm not I trying to be, I, I know, and I'm not trying to be a dick about it. I get the sensitivity around it, but it had no, again, I, I, I really don't think it has anything to do with violence in movies. We can argue this until Vince is blue in the balls, but I really don't think, I, I really don't understand why. Don't say those two words after someone has had sex for a year. Oh, Vince. Oh, you know, I'm. You I'm got a your good pet citizen. pillow. You're making sacrifices. I am. And we missed that whole super boring conversation about their oh. like, dysfunctional relationship. So thank you, Christian, because what you well, had to say was more interesting well, I than I, what they about. I believe, Vince, though, this was rated AA. Well, I say Vince, but now, oh. Heather, we're all Canadian. I, I think this one R. was... Maybe maybe it was. I thought it was rated AA, which would explain how you got in when you were 17, maybe. I would have just lied to get in. <laughs> Come on but, now. <laughs> see, in the States, it was rated R. In the States, it was rated R, but I thought I think this one was... AA. I've, I'll have to double check. It definitely is, like I said earlier, squeaky clean in comparison. Yeah, it is definitely very, very cleaned up. See, this scene, this whole scene goes on for way too fucking long. Oh. We're at her house, and Putty yes. is her, uh, okay, Putty is her bodyguard, that's right. Which he's probably one of the highlights of this. Oh my god, <laughs> I dive into his arms like that too, like, oh, <laughs> right? he's so hot. 
So the Parker <laughs> Posey, the Parker Posey character was upset because her character dies next in the script. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So and she thinks she's gonna die for real. See, uh, man, so many missed opportunities here. What do you they, think is a missed opportunity? I, I really think they, they focused too much on the actors in the actual film, and it could have been, like, the main characters. It, the movie plays it too safe when you've got the core group of characters always back for the next film. The fact that we're at Scream 5, and we're going to have three of the main characters back again, speaks volumes to that, I think. I, I, I think Dewey deserved to die in this one. Or Gail Weathers, oh, yeah? but they keep... It is Coming. unusual to have that many like people survive. Yeah, of course. And this is why Sydney is a good final girl, but will never be the best final girl because she's not a final girl. It's a final group in these movies. It's a final group. I yeah, know the onus is put on her. I disagree with you. I mean, I know she goes through the chase sequence. I know she gets the chase sequence. She gets all the final girlisms that is associated with a slasher until the end scene where then it's always three the whole group comes back to save the day one way or the other and two it was it was cotton weary and gail weathers and you know uh in this one it's pretty much everybody <laughs> so they're kind of like the kids in it is what you're telling me these three just keep going through and fighting that's the reason we brought heather on tonight that was perfect <laughs> Smart. I'm talking about better movies, though, so we should probably go back to Scream 3. <laughs> I'm trying to find no, the Canadian I... rating for Scream 3, but I... You're probably right, Christian. It was probably AA, because it's not violent enough to be rated R. But in the States, it was, podcast, for sure. You're probably right, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I hate both of you. Mm. <laughs> Guilty by association there, Heather. That's the, that's the reason. <laughs> That's fine. I can take that. And this is it. Vince, Preston said it last time. You said it earlier. We never leave this film set. All they talk about is everybody getting murdered. I mean, I understand that that's what's happening, but there's nothing else going on because now the production of the movie is being stopped because of the murders. So uh, It's like a, and then there were none kind of thing. Yeah. It's almost, yeah, it's become like, just they're all going to get killed off one by one and who's it going to be? But not in a good way, not in a traditional yeah. slasher way. Like, like they forced Jenny McCarthy to be alone, and then that really wasn't all that scary. And, uh, again, really wasn't all that scary even when I saw it in the theater. And, again, I understand that we're older and we were seasoned. I mean, Heather was 17 at the time, but... I wasn't scared. You weren't scared. That's what I was going all. for. No. Okay. No. Not one bit. I well, was entertained, but yeah. I wasn't scared. Yeah, I've like, had fun with this. scared in a movie after... I don't know. I think it was probably 13 last time I was scared or like genuinely scared at a horror movie. Well, well now it, now it's just the sense of dread, like the hereditary is that, that I just think, Oh, that's awesome. And that just creeps me out. Cause it just make you just get this sense of dread throughout the whole thing. That that's a bit more what I'm going for now and what I like. Uh, and and yeah. that I still feel, but like being petrified. No, that's, I think uh, a feeling well, I mean, I know some adults that still do, but for the most part, that's something that you have when you're a kid or a teen. You know, but the more I'm looking at... movies can creep you out, though. Like, I just saw The Stylist, and let me tell you, there's a, that scene at the end, I know you guys haven't seen it yet, I recommend it. It's creepy, and it's unsettling. And that's the difference. There is nothing creepy and unsettling about this, even, like, this scene. Like, it's just like, oh, no. Yeah. She's <laughs> getting a pull. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just silly. like, okay... 
play with me here. I'm just going right now. I feel like it is Gordon and it is the cabin from Fry 13th final chapter because <laughs> it, she seems a bit isolated. It's kind of like on a bit of a, a rocky cliff. Heather, <laughs> Heather, what did you say earlier? I think Vince has gone crazy. So people that obsess over this shit. Well, he's really concerned about Gordon now. You brought it up, and now yeah. he's wondering what happened to Gordon. Way to go, Christian. You, I've you know, so many dodo yeah. you know your movie is not that entertaining when you start reflecting upon the death of a German shepherd that we don't even know if he died or not in a Friday the 13th installment from Golden 1984. Golden Retriever, not a German yeah. shepherd. Oh, Golden Retriever, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, I'm just partial to German shepherds. My, my, my fault. Like yeah, the little sobo. You're a fluffy guy. That's yeah. yeah. Gosh, this movie is 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Man, that makes That's me incredible feel when you think about it. So how's old? Best- you do Vince, do your math. How old's Heather? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll help you, Vince. I'm turning 38 in April. Yeah, yeah 38. <laughs> I just figured it out. Yeah. We weren't far off from that decade, eh? Holy shit. No, nine years, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. And why are this is, this house? Oh, that's all we are. And then it, then there's an explosion. And this is it. Yeah. Like, every now and then, there's a character that goes by themselves. But for the most part, everybody's in groups. Yes. And, and yes. when you're in groups, the the scare factor is not there. I, 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 I can't. I don't want to shit on the movie and say there's no fun to be had. Like, all I'm talking about are negatives here. So I, I am coming across, like, on that. So, so the movie's entertaining it, it's fun but it's just the it's so the lesser of the four films in my opinion uh it's, and you also you don't yeah. you don't care about these mm-hmm. i always go yeah. back to this when i stop caring about who gets killed because the character wasn't really interesting or annoying then that's when i start not liking a, a movie where if i can still feel a little bit of sympathy for their death then i'm like oh that was a good you know fight <laughs> but yeah. this one like i don't care if i like parker posey i am one of the fans of hers but everyone else i don't care i think i think parker posey is the most eccentric out of this group and we know her because she was like i mean i had to ask dave i'm like what i don't even know who this girl is i know her name but where is she from and he said dazed and confused i'm like oh my god how could i forget because then I, I knew her character right away from dazed and confused i don't know anything else she's been in but i remember her in dazed and confused and she's fantastic in that. oh really yeah. Oh god, and, she's in a ton of things. I know, but I don't know her. Other than that from that movie. <laughs> and recently she was in the new Lost in Space revival on Netflix. It's an amazing series. Never have saw you seen it? it? Nope. You'll like it. Heather, have you seen Lost in Space? I'm horrible at watching T V series. Uh, I don't get into them, but I'll try it. You have good taste, Vince. I trust you. I have a I have I give a sh- I give a series three episodes. If it doesn't hook me, then it's done. And uh, that's my theory with like Netflix or Prime or anything like that. And I really enjoyed it. It's two seasons. There'll be one more and then it's over. And you watched and that's, uh, Preston's Manhunt series. Oh my God. Unabomber Manhunt was amazing. To bring up Preston again quickly, I loved the last episode because I loved Ruin Me. I thought that was yeah. an excellent film about addictions. And, I, and when he was on, I was like totally fangirling over him. I wish uh-huh. I had been... On Me that too. Because right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I it wasn't that movie was excellent. Well, that's <laughs> great. That's awesome. You did tell me that Thank in text. And, and I hope Preston, well, Preston does listen to the show. That's how 
we became friends. Like, he's not bullshitting. He said that he listened to the show when he was away from his wife on, on the set of one of the shows that he was doing. Uh, and and he reached out and told us that his film Rudeby was playing in Hamilton. But we both, Vince and I, were not around when, to be able to go see it at that time. Like, something was up that we couldn't make it to go see it. And he's like, shit, because he wasn't going to be there. But he just said, hey, right. please check it out. Let me know what it's going to be like. All that's true. Like he and he's he's legitimately the nicest fucking guy. Like well, I want it to be an act, filmmaker. but it's not. Like that well, film, like Scott and I reviewed it on Friday Nightmares. It was actually one of our feature films we talked about, and I just thought the setting, the the whole setup. I you know we're talking about this other movie, but going to the camp fine. and then her conflicts with her ex and and like it is it is so good. When I was listening to him talk, I'm like, I hope he does more. Because he's super creative and really understands the horror genre. Like, I hope to see more from him. Well, he, he's working on it. He said, it, he said COVID. Like, last episode, he said COVID's what's delayed the next project. But yeah. they're working on it. And uh, so, uh, that's great. And, and Preston, since you're listening, then now you can go what, listen to Friday Nightmares and check out another positive review of uh, Rune Me. Because... I've talked to him when I talked did the one on one. I said you've got to look at everything. I was trying to cover everything that I'd want to ask someone that made a movie, whether it was like right to ask or not. Like, and and he answered as as much as he could. And I even said like when people review your film, you've got to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. And he says, yeah, and it's hard. Like, and that's the hardest part. Like, you've made something, and then someone's saying this movie's a piece of shit or something like that. Like, I, obviously, I'm just paraphrasing whatever and he's like what did i mm-hmm. come and punch your mother in the face like what did i do to you like i just made a movie and and, and whatever but yes you don't you don't think because i've done that to other movies now nor, normally normally those movies are steaming piles of shit like and i try to be fair i try to be fair even lucky lucky the movie lucky who the new movie that's on yeah. shutter right now that i didn't like i said the cinematography is great and the acting is great i just didn't like the movie I thought it was a short film turned into a feature and it's not even long and it felt long and that's it. That was, that was my take on it. I, I don't want to take away from any of the message from the movie because that's not even why I didn't like it. I actually just didn't like the execution of said film, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I, it's not, Mm -hmm. I said I hated it, but it's not a piece of shit. I would never say that. You know what I mean? I personally just did not like the movie. Well, I think for I think you're right when you said about a good movie because Preston made a good movie. That is objectively a good movie, and I'm not just saying that because he listens to this podcast. So Preston, I'm not just saying that because you listen to this podcast. Like that is an objectively well-made film. So even if you <laughs> didn't love Preston the plot or whatever, it's a well-made yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. film. I would rather watch yeah. this film than Scream Three. I'm kind of pissed off right now, Christian, that we're not watching that film. Yeah, we shouldn't be doing well, ruin me. You know what? You'll never be asked back. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm glad. I don't want to. One and done, people. Come on. What a dud. That's one it. That's how I live my life. That's perfect. Like Vince's <laughs> sex life. The oh, This yeah. scene was good here. I like the, like the big guy from Seinfeld stumbling oh. over, knife in the back, falls to the ground dead. We did. We were talking through it where he had a scuffle with him. He was talking to someone who was guising their voice as Dewey. And he makes a really bad thing like saying like, oh, well, he's not pretty everybody showed up dead just like your sister or something like that, which I thought was a very cold line, uh, actually, for this movie. Uh, and Dewey, the fake Dewey on the phone goes, that's not very nice. And then, of course, Ghostface kills him, attacks him, uh, attacks him and kills him in that order. And they go from here. But what now, what are the facts? She, like, how many people watch this movie now would be like, well, what the fuck is that? Well, the joke there, is the power, the power's uh, out, but the fax machine works. 
So there's a faux, a faux pas there. They knew about it. They said there was actually a line about it, but they said that's too directing, like directing too much emphasis towards it. So they just took the line out. Like, what? The power's up? The fax machine works? Like, what are those? Which I'm very partial to. I like that, where they, they just acknowledge the fact that they're doing something stupid. Oh, no, then right I get... there. There's a gen... No, there's a, a battery backup right beside the fax machine. I recognized it. <laughs> Vince trying to back up. I feel the like this scene doesn't age. Though. It's totally... It doesn't it's age. Working. It looks yeah. stupid. Fax machine, they're running in and out. It's too frantic. Oh. There's too many people. And then there's an there's explosion. There's a battery backup right there. <laughs> well, is that what blows up? The battery backup? Oh, yeah, you're right. There's a Maybe. battery backup there, Vince. Oh, I must be like a second ahead of you. Oh, and then when he when he turn, flicks on the lighter and it says, uh, and he turned on the gas or something. Gas. Like Whoever smells the gas. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I got news for people. <laughs> you don't have that much time to react to an explosion like that. Yeah. The fact that they're like able they're to get gently, over the balcony. <laughs> they're like tap dancing away from it. Move it, fuck faces. Jump! And then they like Little House in the Prairie down the side of the Oh my god, yes. <laughs> If only had the music playing in the background, it would have been <laughs> At this point, when you just be like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Things oh, yeah. are blowing up. They're not going my way. It's a bad day. I'm, I'm leaving <laughs> at this point. <laughs> you had a oh. bad day. He does not come with his limp, huh? Yeah, sometimes he's limping, sometimes he isn't. And... Just at some point... You just need one of these guys to die. Well, you make it fish in the fifth. I thought it was going to happen in the fourth, but... Oh, yeah. Imagine they all die in the fifth. That'd be fantastic. It may happen. It may happen. Uh, uh. They'd have to then give some sort of a carry-on character for a new set of... If they wanted to, like, you know, make a universe out of it. <gasps> as much as I love the screen films, I do not think there should be a fifth film. I've said it. I think, you think, I think of... fourth is fine. What'd you think of the series? I enjoyed the series. I thought it was a reimagining, and it was fine for what it was. Like, I it was the fluffy. First season. Yeah, the first yeah. season was a lot of fun. The second first was fine. Was good. Yeah. Right? I don't think we need a fifth scream. I really don't, personally, but. I did well, not watch the third. back, so why not? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Punky Brewster? Is that the one yeah. with the fu- with the rope? Oh, no, that's Small Wonder. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> the robot Small Wonder. Remember that one? Where she's the robot yes. girl? Oh, Parker Posey. Out of, <laughs> small wonder. And out of this world with the alien that puts your fingers together and stops time. Heather's oh, like, what oh, the yes, fuck are you two one. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> We're aging ourselves uh, now. Small wonder. <laughs> Again, uh, the fault of this damn film is everybody is coming back. Everybody's coming from different areas. They're all in groups. Again, I know I'm sounding like a broken record, a broken record, a broken record, a broken record. Any possibility of tension building at this point. Like, I, I don't know. The acting also takes me out too, Christian. Some of these people are just dreadful. Like, it's it's bad. And the over-stereotypical characters, I don't yeah. know. Like, in the, in the first Scream, it seemed more natural of how they behaved. Not overly, but just better. This just seems cheesy. Like, the actors that play in Stab, they're all really quite horrible to be. Yeah. They're, they're not easy to watch, and they're painful. Yeah, totally. So, I will give a little argument to that. I think then they may be doing the job that Craven wanted, that there are they are supposed to fall within that sort of caricature realm. I, I, I still would like them to have... Choice is what you're saying. 
Yeah, I still like. like I mean, I know I was. I was agreed with you like a half an hour. I, it's just, I there. There's not enough character development for us to care, but I think mm-hmm. the over the top craziness and wackiness and like the eccentric, like Parker Posey's character and her ramped up uh, speech, like she's like always talking over herself, almost like what I'm doing right now, and it's so hopped up. <laughs> I think it's that was a choice made, and you know, and Jenny McCarthy was a choice made. I just don't think. Like as a character within the film, great, but for us to care about them as characters, not so great. Mm. To give another bit of credit, the backstory with her mom is intriguing. That she was a, a Hollywood going out to Hollywood looking for, you know, some stardom. wasn't treated so well, uh, uh, sort of pushed away, was treated like shit, and it gets the whole backstory as to what created the events that were the first movie. So not just the Cotton Weary affairs talked about, but the uh, the affair with Billy's dad is brought up again and who was filming the events and following it and how they directed the and orchestrated essentially Scream 1. I thought that was all smart and intelligent writing. And I'm jumping the gun because I have nothing else to talk about right now in this movie because that's all revealed at the end. But when you get the reveal of the character here and he tells his whole backstory, I was on board for that. The downfall is you got a good ending to a eh, movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you 100%. I like the backstory as well. I always bought into the backstory. It's just, you're right, getting there is a chore. It's yeah. just, you gotta sit through a lot of shit dialogue to get to the good dialogue. And who said these movies had to be two hours long? Or close to two no hours one. long? No one said it, but they yes. did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> And they do feel a little, I really wish they went one more time through with the editing. Just, you know, maybe got it down to an hour and 45, an hour and 40. I don't know, trimmed it down. I feel like it just, all of them feel like they're just a little over long. Even the first. But you like editing everything. You want to edit exploding heads down to just ratings. So are you one to talk (laughs) about editing, Christian? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's my ADHD is at an all-time high when it comes to it. Just tell me who the killer is in frame two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why don't they do that reveal the character then how we got there so they pull the mask off at the very beginning and it's like two weeks earlier <laughs> and, then, and then we see the whole movie <laughs> that'd be awesome actually that'd be pretty awesome <laughs> I got a smart movie good, uh, for falling down the hill Dewey only has two cuts on his forehead like they're yeah. <laughs> For everything they went through, they're they're pretty they're, uh, it's, it's, guys, they're running strong. Do you find it weird that Cindy's young mother looks a bit like Rose McGowan? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I kind of always thought that. Are you talking about that because of the nipples in the picture? I'm <laughs> <laughs> looking at I'm, the face. It's I'm hung up on nipples. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, you're right. It's yeah, Rose McGowan ish. You know, What's that? There is what a... do you think of that thought process for, <laughs> I know it's, it, it, I don't think there's a lot of weight to it, but when Scream 5 was first announced, they were talking about the possibility of bringing Rose McGowan back as a quote unquote twin sister, because there's twin beds <laughs> in a room. And why the hell would she have twin beds in a room if she was by herself? And Julie's never stupid. brought it up before. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> The, sis- well, the twin sisters never showed up ever once <laughs> in anything. Yeah. Well, no. they wedged Randy's sister in here, and that felt yeah. felt forced. That really felt forced because she just happens to have a this. That was the one thing I know they love giving fan service, and I know there she is speaking. Of, so she's yeah. popping up. 
Randy's sister. And she brings a videotape. And, of course, Randy gets a cameo in this, which is nuts. It's crazy. I think it's because people were pissed off that he died. He but was what a one good character, death. I think, out of the entire series that you were shocked when he died. You guys said so. And yeah. I think that's why they did a cameo, to make fans uh, happy. I think so. And they actually, they could have built the sister's character up a bit more, or they could have written her more into it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I don't well, know. Agreed. I don't know why they wasted her. She could yeah. have been more involved. Why not? Mm-hmm. She well, could they, have been they, a red herring. You're right. They introduced <laughs> her. Right. The dad came back. You listen to the commentary. They said, oh, when the dad was with Cindy at the beginning there. Was he, is he back because he's the killer? And I'm like, I never once thought that. And then, and then no. Randy's sister popping up. I'm like, wow, she popped up to give us a tape of Randy to wedge him in as a cameo? Cool, because I like Randy. But that's really forced. And then she's gone. And I never once thought of her as a red herring. So you're right. Like, they bring all these things in and possibly thinking the red herrings. But they really like, don't develop on them. Scene with the sister and Nev, where she's like, you know, it's because of you, my brother's dead. It's because of you, everybody's yeah. dead. I hate you. I hate what you oh. did. Like, <laughs> imagine that, that, how way, great yeah. that would be. Yeah. That would be realistic. Why is she not pissed at Sydney? And like, that big cat fight. Yeah! <laughs> and like, yeah. Yeah. With mud and, and that jello. Red hair. Gail's hair gets shorter. Yes! The bangs get ripped off. <laughs> Well, he pulls the bangs down. That'd be great. Like he, he just pulls the hair out to give her bangs, like actual, like realistic bangs. Like that, uh, that was a weird decision. Randy, you mean, or her bangs? Her bangs. Randy's, Randy's uh, not a weird decision. Randy's, the, it was a. They thought of it because they knew fans would want to see him. The downfall is everything he's saying with a trilogy, and uh, like the rules of a trilogy, and and everything else. I'm like, ah, oh, that's just that's where it gets a little too forced. I know that this is always this is what this, yeah. but I know what the series has been, and I guess this, they've carried this motif through. But I feel like this one's the one that's just like, huh, eh? eh? like a little more so than all the other ones. <laughs> Grandpa Luciani, there. Eh? <laughs> 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 what do we got here? Eh? <laughs> Show me it. Eh? Yeah. I want to see some titties. I love the tea off those. <laughs> 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 yeah. For the boys. <laughs> it's been a while since we've got that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Bad boys, too. I don't even... <laughs> Everything's funnier when you just... <laughs> oh, that's fun. So thanks, Randy's sister, for stopping by. Now get your yellow fucking glasses and get the fuck out of here, and she's never to be seen Man, again. Such a waste. Yeah. Such a waste of a character. So much they should have had her gut. At least show up as a dead body at the end, eh? Like, in the house, have her gutted? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. something. <laughs> they could have, like, a parade of bodies falling down the stairs of all the people <laughs> they've killed. <laughs> anyway, I, like, I guess, I, Vince... I feel like we're being unfair. Are we shitting on this a little too much for your likings? Like, what are you thinking? I mean, you've chimed in, but are we being too harsh? Me? Oh, no. I. This is my least favorite of all of them as well. And yeah. I have so many problems with it, and I'm, I'm kind of wanting not to be as nasty as I could be. <laughs> as nasty as you want to be. Just because we have a guest. I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> he does a good job of that. It's okay, Vince. Just be yeah. I just did this for two minutes, Vince. At my age, I've embarrassed myself. Trust me. (laughs) You're not even old, 
Christian. Honestly. Yeah, but I'm too old. I think He's I'm too young. old to be going into a microphone constantly. <laughs> I do like. I'm going to do the rest of the show I, like I this. <laughs> Sorry. Well, this is. <laughs> I think Parker Posey is the Randy of this. Not Randy. I shouldn't say that. But she's the the goofy character of the movie to make it light the whole way yes. through. Ring around the Parker Posey. I like her character. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, this is like, the Carrie Fisher cameo yes. now. Yeah. I love me Carrie Fisher. Like Carrie Fisher's hilarious. But it like, brings us back to the whole Star Wars and the trilogy and it's a brother-sister yeah. thing. That's why. Yes. You know? And that is cool because that's a hint. So what, right yeah. now, all you think is, holy shit, it's Carrie Fisher in a cameo. But when you actually drill down, Vince is absolutely correct. It's hilarious because of the brother-sister. And so that I give it credit for. But because there's been so many damn cameos, you, yeah, you, just, you don't separate it. it first. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. When I was in the theater, everyone was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I was I didn't know the fuck she was. I'm like, yeah, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like well, like your your year old date was like. Yeah, yeah, Christian wouldn't tell me who it was. It was really awkward, but um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, we hadn't seen her in a while, had we? Well, no, she looks good here though. Like she looks yeah. healthy enough. Smoking. Oh yeah, things, I've so. seen her. Uh, I've seen her her comedy show that live when she did like about ten years ago. I saw her live and she was really funny. Oh, you saw her live? Wow, that's awesome! I didn't know if you didn't know she did a comedy show. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was almost like it was about her family life and all that kind of thing. And uh, I think she was in Hamilton Place, and I got three tickets. <laughs> That's a nice venue. Hamilton Place yeah. is a really nice venue. It is actually not bad. Yeah. Inside, it's outside, it's ugly inside. Oh, place. yeah. Inside is what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Isn't that first Ontario <laughs> Place now or stuff like that? Or like am I thinking? Uh, Center. Yeah. Yes, I think. Yes, they have We're so Hamilton- Hamiltonians yeah. right oh, now. It's yeah. so fucking oh, disgusting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People are Fuck like, Hamilton are these Googling? Yeah. <laughs> our, our 10 fans are like, we know already. Yeah. <laughs> he oh always looks so confused, David Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> he, he forever looks like he like has to take a shit or he's just wondering where the bathroom is. <laughs> that heartburn. Right. Yeah. And this is a re- redo. She's in the washroom. And this is a redo of part one with the, the killer in the stall. But then you find out it's not the killer. It's this girl that... And this is so stupid. Like, her, she just wanted to steal stuff for mementos? Like, is that what was happening here? Like, that's what she's doing? It's one of the actresses, and she's got, like, the... Go- she's got a voice changer in her hand that she drops. What, did they just have phone. a ton of voice... Oh, it's a cell phone? I thought it was a well, voice changer. I think it's the cell phone, the mask. She's the Sydney character in the Stab movie, isn't she? Yes. And that's yes. sort of where, oh, maybe she's the killer because it's exactly. like Sydney, but it's pseudo Sydney or Uber Sydney, whatever. Now, I heard she was originally supposed to be one of the killers and there was a rewrite. So there was supposed to be two killers and she was supposed to be the other one. Thank I heard God. that from Thomas, the infamous Thomas from uh, <laughs> Double Edge, Double Bill. Christian yeah. knows what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, I don't know you come Tomas. There are three different endings, right? So maybe that's well, one of them. I am glad they didn't go for the double killer because it was the only one that doesn't have the one thing that separates us from the other ones is the fact that it doesn't have a double killer. Spoiler. Yes. So, eh. In my day, there was just one whole... killer. 
here's the scene you're talking about, Christian. I do like this the house. scene. Yeah. This is yep. what you talked about earlier, Christian. I, I did really dig this scene. I thought it was really cool. Good flashback, a good shout back to the first film. The music kicks and in. That's her. We, we do mm-hmm. say yeah. that this movie, this series doesn't have a theme. It doesn't, but it's got the Nev theme or the Sydney theme with that uh, chorus. It's not <laughs> iconic like a Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween, but at least it does give a little bit of, of um, parallels the first movies and the first and second film because every time that she has that iconic moment where the camera sort of dollies into her face or slow tracks in her, we need Preston here to give <laughs> like you Like it the, just did just now yeah, as you were exactly. talking about it. I love it. <laughs> that music kicks in. So I'm all about this. This this gave me this I was giddy about when I when I saw the theater. This is where the movie works for me. But again, it's a little too it's too little of of the movie's running time overall. But you, you, you so see even the the bloody this, uh, bloody tape yeah thing in, in the in but the is garage this like a screen. recreation of the set or do you think this was actually the set from the first one? Oh, a recreation, I think too. It's a hot set, Vince. Did the sign no. tip you off there? <laughs> I always thought the first movie wasn't filmed on, on a soundstage. I thought it was filmed remotely. No, was I wrong? Part of it was a soundstage? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know why my throat is doing this. Why I sound like... InfoWars! What was that? the Creed poster that's on the yeah. wall. I don't know what's scarier. The Creed poster <laughs> or the movie? Oh, well, they had a video. Their video's on the, the DVD as a bonus. Because they had a song in this movie. Yeah. And Cher could sing it. <laughs> oh, we're Canadian on this show, so Celine Dion can sing it too. Yeah, Celine Dion. Yeah. Do your Celine Dion. <laughs> like she is right now, sits all by herself. Exactly, you're perfect. That's great, though, Way how she did. Back. Bring it back. Hey, wait, was, what yeah, was the poster? That's a good moment. trivia, guys. Trivia for you. What was the poster in her wall in the first movie? I don't think it was Creed. It was... Oh, I have ooh. no fucking idea. It wasn't Oasis. Oh. That was good, because they, they do the misdirection of you thinking coming through the door, and she locked it like she did with her closet in, like, in part one, but then he comes through the fake window behind her to grab her. That and was a good misdirection, a good scare. Yeah. I like that. And, and then, then she threw snacks at him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she, it's funny because she's, yeah, instead of throwing real, real vases and whatnot at her, she actually threw <laughs> movie props. And this is a total recreation right now. So he pops out of the, pops out of the uh, closet, chases her up the stairs. But now it's like, look, see, it's like a, a cart full of movie paraphernalia. We love using the term That's paraphernalia. Yeah. Question, in Scary Movie, didn't they make fun of this or did Scary Movie come before this? Where she's throwing all that stuff down the stairs. You guys remember that? She throws a grandma down the stairs. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Which movie yeah. came first? Screen 3 or Scary Movie? Oh, it's just like up. the chicken and the egg. I think Yeah. I think Scary Movie came out the same year, 2000. Because you want to hear a funny story to that. When I met Carrie, she worked at Chapters Online, and she got You're right. passes to a lot of movies. And we got a pass to Scary Movie. And I saw it, and in that audience, so we went to the after party, and I'm waiting to get drinks, and Carrie's like, hey, Christian, look, look who's beside me. I'm like, who, who, who the fuck are these girls? I don't know who they are. And I, 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 can I get my beer, please? And then we get we go, and then I'm like, who were they? <laughs> and it's the, the girl from that 70s show that was in Black Swan, 
what is her name? I I don't know her Mila name. Kunis? Yes. yes, her and the girl that was uh, in Spider Man. <laughs> uh, the uh, the piano interview with the vampire and Spider uh, is it Spider Man? Is that all the movies? Oh, Kristen like, Dunn. Yes, her Kristen as Dunn, well. Yeah. So I was like supposedly standing right beside them. They were talking to each other, and I was just trying to get a beer. I had no clue who they were. <laughs> that totally seems like something that would happen. Christian. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, so I got the the order of release. So Screen 3 came out February 2000, and Scary Movie came out in July of 2000. Okay. So So. uh, it was a five-month difference. But still, I think it was a reference to the first one. Yeah. But but isn't it funny that this one plays out very Scary Mm Movie-like? Heather's right. Like, at the end of the day, you're just missing grandma being tossed down the fucking stairs. <laughs> and a big 70 bush scene. <laughs> and it, why does it seem like Neb Campbell's the only one that really feels like she's in a horror movie and everyone else is just <laughs> yeah, reacting, you know? I think that says a lot about her acting. And then again, yeah. like, everybody, like, so she just went through this traumatic experience, somehow got left alone on the set for one of the more effective scenes in the movie, and now we're back to groups. So her character that plays her came in. I'm sorry, I'm hung up with the groups. Uh, the the black guy who doesn't get a lot of screen time here. I thought he died already. I thought he died, but he's back. No, he actually survived this whole thing, doesn't he? No, he lives to the house, and I think he dies in the house. No one knows. We're not quite sure, actually. We're going to find out, though. Yes. We're going to find out. Luckily, we're watching the movie, and we'll be able to figure that out soon. Do you think the police presence, I mean, I, they had police presence in the second one. I mean, there's police throughout the whole, oh, I just hit my mic. There's police presence throughout the whole series. But I think in the first one, it's, you know, in a few scenes. That they, I know Deputy Dewey's there at the end doing the rounds, but he's kind of like not really, he's more interested in Gale Weathers at that point and whatever. But here, do you think it's more effective having uh, detective on the case or do you think it's better they should have just kept the detective out of it well he doesn't seem to solve it any faster than than the keystone cops do so but i do i, I there's more of that serious note he takes it more seriously than the other cops have mm-hmm. yeah he actually I tries lo- i love so we're in lance hendrickson's office he's the big hollywood producer and there's just this diving board that is at his window that just extends to nothing <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's is pretty it, fantastic is, does Lance also uh, I know this is a touchy subject well in the Me Too movement it is but is he supposed to not represent like a Harvey Weinstein yeah that was my understanding yeah well yeah because he is, they say that uh, uh, Mrs. Prescott got fucked three ways from Sunday well, she at the end and I'm not making a joke that, that's, a, yeah. That, yeah, right. that's an actual line in the movie which I think constitutes yeah. anal well, that probably has... means three weeks from Sunday if we're looking yeah. at three different. Yeah, I would say three holes. Yeah, yeah. three holes sense. from yeah. Sunday. Oh yeah. my yeah. god! Yeah. Double stuff. Triple stuff. Double stuff. <laughs> oh my god! It's like an Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> Double stuffed, Vince. I don't even want to hear that story. <laughs> what? <laughs> I want to live a story hear it, like that, but I, I want to hear it. the story. Yeah. Have you Our ever played Human Centipede? <laughs> oh What's that? Have you ever played Human Centipede? <laughs> uh, no comment. Is that the is that the <laughs> keep us in the good ratings? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've lived a life. I've lived a good life. <laughs> <I've> lived a- <laughs>
I slept with a porn star. What can I tell you? Oh, that's that. impressive. Look, she did steal. Christian likes retro porn. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Big I'm not bushes. happy unless the bush starts at the belly button and goes to the knees. <laughs> you gotta really work for it in those. You gotta get yeah. through. <laughs> I like bush circa 1950. Hey, uh, Christian, when you're watching porn, do you get mad if there's groups in that too? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's more exciting. It's all relative to the genre. I want my horror one on one and my porn in groups. In big groups. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. This is going to nowhere. How fucking random is that? That's <laughs> a weird. I... Yeah, that's a weird office. Supposedly on the commentary, uh, Carpenter. I was going to say Carpenter. Craven said that he wanted. A, he just said, "Find me an office, and I want a diving board that goes to nowhere." And I'm being serious. And they found something for him. They they probably that's had awesome. that installed, but that's hilarious that he he said that. There's a lot of staring in this scene when they stare at each other back and forth. Yeah, giving her a bit of a love interest kind of thing with sexy cop. Right? I I believe I believe this is the scene where they make him look a little sketchy, but I can't tell because I have no volume on this. And all I know is there's still 43 fucking minutes left in this movie. <laughs> what the fuck oh. is going on? It feels long and not like Vince like long. <laughs> I have no clue what I just tried to say there. Vince like long. <laughs> I kind of got what you, you were like saying, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is like long, long. You're right. Like yeah. long, long. Yeah. <laughs> Not short, long, long, long. <laughs> and, oh, this, and this dialogue is painful between the two of them. Like, it's just, yeah. she delivers it well, but I always found it really, there's good scenes mixed with, crappy scenes in this film and i and i love the scream series and i agree with you christian the last 20 minutes to me makes this movie like that's what saved it for me but getting up to it mm -mm. and she still has that stupid fucking necklace like oh come on (laughs) oh yeah she would have forgotten about that guy (laughs) the thing cost two fucking bucks i would have thrown it away (laughs) at the next garage sale (laughs) here take it 25 cents take it 25 cents get the get it out of my fucking face this trinket it's like that fucking thing in front of the 13th part 8 remember vince that here i got you this that the little statue of liberty necklace <laughs> and, and at the end she finds it again and they treat it like it's solid gold that like they it's made it a bitcoin or something like that you're just like get that out of my fucking face <laughs> i don't want to see it again it's making me green what i find these movies are trying to do and it's nothing you got you got to kind of respect it. They're trying to class up the slasher film and give it some other layers. So that I kind of respect, but hearing him complaining that I get on with it and give me some more of the slasher goodness. This one seems to have too much relationship shit that I would normally not complain about if I felt like it was going somewhere and it never really goes yeah. anywhere. I feel like like there's a lot of dry humping and no release in this movie when it comes to relationship stuff. Dry humping is a perfect metaphor. Like, you never really get anywhere with some of the romantic storylines, except for kind of Dewey and Gale at the end. Well, if you dry hump long enough... a good idea that you two are together? (laughs) (laughs) I know, and this is when they were first married, right? No, I thought oh, yeah, this is when right. I thought this is when they divorced, but maybe I was wrong. I thought maybe this is the movie that caused the divorce, but I guess I'm totally wrong. Where was it? 
David Arquette and Courtney Cox met on the set of Scream, Dating While Shooting, Scream 2, and married a month before the principal photography of the movie began. They cut their honeymoon short in order to film it. Cox added Arquette to her name as seen in the credits. And then she said in the first movie, she was just flirting with David. In the second one, she was sleeping with him. And in the third one, they shared a trailer. The story of their love. They're not together in the fourth one, like in real life. I think that's where they divorced. Well, that was a big gap, right? That was what, 11 years later? 10. So, yeah, no, almost 11. You're right. I love when they do this in horror movies, and it's been done in a ton of horror films before. Now, he's drinking champagne. Now, I don't know what his tolerance is, but he's revealed as the killer later. So, if he's getting loopy and drunk, is it all an act and he's just drinking non alcoholic champagne or his head faking everything? Or is it just. A fucking movie, the guy's shit-faced, but we need to forget about it because at the final reel, he's A-OK to do everything he needs to do. But what you don't see, Christian, is like offstage in Coyote Ugly, how they would take the shots and then shoot them into a beer bottle. He's doing that on the side. We just don't have the privilege of seeing him do that. (laughs) This is what we do on the show. If you're thinking of being a nitpick, this is what we do on the show. But it drives me crazy. Like In My Bloody Valentine, one of the killers is shit-faced. Yet he's the well, one of the killers. The killer is shit faced, and yet he's able to do all the killing and do everything. And they don't even try to maybe hide the fact that he's shit faced. And you fall asleep after a bottle of red wine, but maybe other people don't, Christian, and they can handle oh. their liquor. Uh, <laughs> I fall asleep. <laughs> I don't want to kill anybody when I'm drunk. That's, you know what? I just I just want to kill the dance floor when I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a super flirty drunk. I just want to start kissing everything. Nice. <laughs> I want to kiss. Yeah. You look, you look <laughs> sexy. Is that Deadly Friend on the wall? <laughs> uh, I hope imagine not. a Deadly Friend poster. That'd be hilarious. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. They've done it before. What was that poster? Now, I, I, it's gonna kill me. Oh, in Cindy's room in part one. Pet I Shop Boys, not Pet Shop Boys. Was that something like that? No, that's too early. No, it was a band. It was a band. Gin blossoms. It's something like Gin that. Blossoms. With the wallflowers. Wallflowers, <laughs> probably. The wallflowers sound right. Let me see if I can get bring up that bit of trivia. I doubt it's on poster in Sydney <laughs> Prescott's. <laughs> Is that her name? Prescott? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking it up too so you get there quicker. It, it just gives me posters. I didn't ask for posters. Sydney Prescott's room. Well, maybe. Do that. Oh, that's why, because I put poster in the fucking... <laughs> Why is it giving me posters? Oh, because I put posters in the store. <laughs> well, maybe somebody can uh, put it in the comment section after. Oh, Vince, you know you want to know what Heather did recently? It was a patron exclusive for <laughs> Legion Network, but they c- fucking stole from us. And did a commentary did. episode. I'm joking. I mean, they just did I a commentary did. episode, and it was a very it's good flattering. commentary episode for the movie did you, Valentine. Did you tell Vince what I said though at the beginning of it. I said, of course no not. Vince and Christian. Yes, but we'll do our best that we can yeah. here. It was oh. and it was very yeah. good, and you did a great job. You made that movie, which I actually find that movie entertaining, Valentine. Uh, but you you poked a lot of fun at it because you have to. It's a silly movie. Oh yeah, you have to. You have to. I'm not getting. I'm like not getting what point, I want, Vince. Our buddy is drunk on champagne, passed out in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> he's chugged back that whole bottle. He's gonna have a busy night. Out of him. <laughs> See, Maybe he's having a nap now, Christian, to sleep it off, and then he yeah. Gets up. <laughs> if he has a twenty-minute nap, I'm a okay with everything that happens. <laughs> a twenty-minute killer nap. 
<laughs> you know, the, the nice little twist here, though, is like they're in the clue house, right? Because yes. there's secret passageways. But uh, again, it plays and... a little bit like a murder mystery instead of a horror movie. Well, the house it... used in the climax, where most of the killing takes place, is the same house used as the school in Halloween H2O 20 years later. Oh, that's why it looks so familiar. <laughs> like, I knew that, but... I know, where uh, you're like, oh, of course, yes, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so he's sleeping off the booze, Christian. You can get over a champagne hangover quickly. <laughs> oh, well, this is the head... No, no, he's not sleeping. He's faking his own death. You know, when you're drunk, you're not going to be like, oh, okay, where's the carol syrup and the knife? And I got to crawl into this coffin over here. I just want to drink. (laughs) Fuck this whole ploy. But this is what always happens. We get invested at the end, and we don't want to watch. But it's just, there's three girls. They're not naked, so I'm not invested. (laughs) Watching a different movie. Christian, get back to this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I recognize this hallway from H2O. Isn't this where Michael did his chin-ups? Yeah, you might be right. Just a different set decoration, obviously. Why would somebody go running, screaming around a house <laughs> just to make give herself attention? Right. This yeah, one dies. There isn't a lot of blood at all here. You're you're right, Christian. They really well, I and I, I guess Vince answered it with the Columbine connection, but mm-hmm. like, look, like that's such a cheap. It just cheapens the death, in my opinion. It does. It, it takes away any sort of power that it would have had, uh, and then from a fan standpoint, it. It's just not fun. It's not enjoyable. Mm-mm. Oh, geez. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Vince, Vince just got scared. <laughs> I Did that scare you, Vince? I just remember, like, whoa. Yikes. Finally, someone tries to do something. But now, now uh, it's like a hackathon. Like, this guy's going balls out crazy. Yeah, he sobered like, up fast. Ghostface of all of them is the most violent of all. Like, in terms of the actions. It's not the same actor playing each time, is it? Am I wrong? Uh, the Ghostface character, I would have to look up. I know the voice is the same guy, but I don't know if it's yeah. the same guy in the within the mask. Um, I actually, sh- you know what? Maybe we should know that, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized how stupid that was as I said it. <laughs> Roger L. Jackson. Oh, who's Roger L. Jackson? He is Ghostface. Oh, okay. Um, as the actor, I mean. All right, so he played Ghostface. We're coming up to the, a scene that I have to tell you guys about that happened in the theater that was absolutely hilarious. Was this when he put his penis in the popcorn? <laughs> no, actually, I'll, I'll tell you about the one scene that the one thing that happened. So we're sitting there watching the movie, and I think it's around this part, and some kid wanders into the fucking sold-out theater and goes, "Hey, Chris, your mom's here." Chris and everyone turns around and some usher comes and grabs the kid and throws him out of the fucking theater. And the whole theater erupted in laughter. Like, it was just hilarious. That is hilarious. When I I visited you in the summer, sorry, when I've seen Christian in person with his son, and he was so funny. Like, your son is hilarious. He's really, really funny. And I can just imagine what Ticks after me. He does. Like, he really does. But uh, he no, he's got. He's. I. I. A very appreciative of all my children's senses of humor. My oldest doesn't always find because I like repetition humor too. Where we'll just bring something up and we'll just keep repeating it because my wife and I think it's hilarious, and she does not find that funny at all. 
Oh, no. Example of that, just in case, like, because again, it's hard to pull an example of it, but we lived this experience when it was, we were all in Orlando trying, waiting for a plane to head back to Canada. And this guy was trying to get rid of his grandson. And he was just seeing him, walking him to the gates. But the lineup was bad. He kept going on. We, and we had just made a joke a couple of days earlier. We're like, why is it that every American, no matter what conversation you get into, bring up 9 11? Like two minutes into the conversation. <laughs> and then what ends up happening is oh we're standing in the line waiting for the pl- this plane. He's like, well, I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen this airport this busy since 9-11. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, and then we Karen and I just look at each other. He's like, yep, just got to get this kid over to the gates over there. And I'm going to go head out and get my sausage and biscuit. And he kept going on about having his sausage and biscuits. So then, of course... Now, we just, every now and then, we'll just be driving and going, well, Carrie, what are you in the mood for? Well, I'm in the mood for a sausage and biscuit. Go, yeah, I can really go for a sausage and biscuit. And my daughter will be in the back going, guys, stop it. <laughs> I'm like, what, honey, you don't, want, you don't want a sausage and biscuit? Exactly. She knows the joke. Yeah. Man, that She's sausage like, and biscuit guys, joke. Fuck. Yeah. Just get your goddamn sausage and biscuit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You know when I couldn't get a sausage and biscuit? 9-11. <laughs> and this we is where we play. find out that he likes to keep articles randomly. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, so then we start thinking, okay, so detective's a suspect. It's not quite as bad oh, as what like movie did we watch, Vince, where they're still going to microfiche? Oh, it was Freddy oh, vs. Yeah. Jason. It was, like, the, the internet was alive and well. What are you using microfiche for? <laughs> because microfiche oh I know why because the internet hadn't uploaded old shit yet it took all many years for all that stuff to come online so the microfiche was still where all the articles were well did you know that I did not know that it's I feel I don't even know what microfiche is ah uh, there you are <laughs> it, take, it took a while for information to actually enter the web but now we're fucked now it's everywhere like everything we did way back when is online Everything. Everything. When Christian was transitioning. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the poster that was in the room was Indigo Girls. It was driving me nuts. Oh my! And God. I had to find. I I had to figure it out. So it was Indigo Girls. To Creed. Just a, oh yeah. <laughs> That's so up far. The third movie to have Creed in there. <laughs> Creed was huge. They were huge at they that point. Po- uh, yeah. They were. I mean, it was like it at was, the time, it would be Nickelback and Creed were like taking the world by storm. Taking Alabama boy. by storm. <laughs> You're talking about our Canadian treasure there. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so unique songs. So different. That's been the joke of the rock and roll world, like, honestly. Especially when there are like actual joke bands out there and like bands that like just plain suck, but yet you've been elevated to that level. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a shame oh there's the nev campbell famous uh wrist on the forehead look yeah does that a lot and like the fake cry but not really cry kind of cry the anxiousy yeah whimper so she's and locked the guy locked her into this like there's no way to get out when you just shatter a window at this point so she was locked what? into his room and this is where she went snooping and now thinks he's the killer because he's got all this intel but then we find out that, again, that's just a, a, a big setup, red herring setup. <laughs> Smallest gun ever. Oh. It's, like a, 
it's like a her gun, you know? <laughs> uh, but seriously, yeah. if that like if you pull the trigger and you get the what's it called the not the feedback, the the, the kickback that you get when you <laughs> kickback. Thank you. The, the like, feedback. What is it going to do in that gun? It's woof. Like it's just going to be like a bee sting when it kicks back. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's it's like I, it could be a lighter. Oh. She doesn't even know. <laughs> okay, okay. Have you guys seen the Rage Carry Two? Yes. No. Yes, I have. Is this the house from that movie? This pool? Oh, dude, I'd have to. I when I said I saw it, it came out in two thousand two, I believe. I I saw it in two thousand three. I haven't seen that thing in ages. I think this is the same house. Yeah, I know. No, it just it just entered my head. I was wow, like, I that's crazy. Cool. This scene is cool with the yes metal detector. I like that she head fakes him with with that, but why why would he make her use a metal detector? <laughs> like, how did you think she would have had a gun? Anyway, two guns. That was that was a big secret, right? Just two guns. How did he manage to get the second gun in, though? What did I miss? How did she so do she, that? So she put the metal detector to her uh, to her leg. It went off. Put the metal detector done. Pulled the gun out. But she has two guns. Threw the other. So you oh. saw the gun. She threw it away. But there's another gun there. She just didn't continue. She just yeah. Okay, yeah. And I think when we when we did this last year with Brandon and Dave, one of them said, "Well, I, I would have made her use the metal detector again." And I said, "Don't you think it's stupid that they even had a metal detector in the first place?" Like, I don't know. To me, it was a dumb thing. But I guess that was an old trickerino. Seventeen-year-old me liked it. Thirty-eight-year-old me feels here's where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And why didn't why did he kill Gail and? Uh, do Deputy Dewey. He wanted them all there. Wasn't it some sort of groups. reveal? This movie loves groups, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> it's groups. Because they need to live for this movie. That's why. Because <laughs> yeah. they weren't written to die. Oh, no. Not, 99, Carrie 2 came out. Mm. Yeah. 1999. It was older than I thought. 2002 was actually the TV remake. That's why 2002 was on my mind. There's a really... Uh. I, People do like it. I'm not a fan of it, but there there was a 2002 TV remake of Carrie. I remember it. It was really to the book, exactly to the book. Uh, nothing beats the Palmas, in my opinion, man. I love the Palmas. The 2013 one's pretty good. We just actually did an episode on that, and the 2013 one's decent. I like that one, too, but I like who the stars in that as well. I, yes, uh, she's excellent. Yeah. And they modernized it properly. There was nothing yeah, and... added that makes sense. Well, the meteor, they put the meteor thing in, did they not from the movie, from the book? Did they, did um, they, did they add that in yes. at the end, or am I yes. mistaken? Okay. Again, I've seen it once, you but know, I enjoyed it. You were saying De Palma. I, Christian, maybe we should put it on our list, Dress to Kill. <laughs> Rewatched oh, it recently. I love oh it. Oh my God, what a, what a hypersexual movie that is. I love it. We've done it on uh, the other show. We've done that and Body Double, but I have no problem talking about the movie. I do love those movies. So, uh, anything De Palma is good by me, man. De Palma's not for everybody because of his overly stylized, overly melodramatic show. I love that stuff. I lap it up, but it's because that's mm-hmm. what I go for there. But I could see somebody being totally turned off from it. Are you a De Palma fan, Heather? Oh, or have you oh, seen yeah, enough like of De Palma? I, okay. I, well, from the movies I've seen, yes. Yeah. I, I like the original Carrie, for example. I think it's. Oh, like, God. Um, it's everything. I just love right? it so much. You know, and but I don't know if I've seen like I don't think I've seen Dress to Kill or any ones you guys are talking about. Dress to Kill, Body Double, uh, Blown Away. Blow well, Blowout is is more of a thriller. Blow, right? blow up, it's one of my blow, fil- up, right. blow out right. and 
Well, of course, they do Scar. Uh, if you haven't watched Scarface, Scarface as well too. But oh, uh, of course, yeah, yeah, Scarface is epic. Yeah. But Carlito's Way is fantastic as well, and uh, Raising Cane. Raising Carlito's Way. That's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Again, stylized. Uh, here we go with the mother again, and she looks like. Oh, that's not the mother. That's Ghostface. I lied. Sorry. <laughs> but I think I think earlier in the in the movie she was in that potato sack, and it, it kind of re- was reminiscent of. Um, not Alice. Nightmare what was her name? Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. But what was that girl's name? The, Tina. the first one. Was it Tina? Tina? Thank you, Tina. Yes, Tina. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. in the body bag, but uh, I don't know why a potato sack reminds me of a body bag. But <laughs> at this point, I just want this movie to be over. Like reveal. Well, let's get it over, done with. It's yeah. done too long. This is it. This is the brother sister reveal with the she was my mom as well. And I did it all for you. It's like the omen. And uh, she was gang raped. So basically, yeah. he's Freddy. Three ways from Friday Amanda, or Sunday. And Friday. Amanda Kruger's son kind of thing. Is that the whole parallel there? Oh, I like it. Maybe. Yeah. So he's the bastard son of three maniacs? <laughs> <laughs> now, well, were you guys surprised all, We've had when this, this discussion before. What, this <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to break up your bastard son conversation. My bad. No, like if you're if you have sex with like a hundred convicts, whatever that was, only one sperm's getting in. (laughs) Not like a person made up of all these different people. Yeah, but it was like a shake. It was almost like it went through like a like a blender. So it was like a mix. You know, I feel like you're challenging me. That maybe I just take this on and see what can happen. No, 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 no. You go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah. A thousand people? I got this shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Vince will be like, whoa. I'm going to be so tired. You'll be dumbfounded. I'll be so tired. You, you won't be it. doing anything. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I've been lying around all day. You'll be like this guy uh, in the, the freaking coffin. Now he's stone cold sober. And he's revealing, of course, everything. Just like in a, a true murder mystery, you know, killer tells all. It's and like, he had time to clean up his face. But at least he has a reason to reveal it here. He is yes. pissed, and he has good reason to be pissed. Well, he almost wants to jo- like he almost wants the Darth Vader moment of join me. We should be doing this together. But I I like this. He has a reason to be pissed, and his motive is I do think it's great. His motive is great yeah. because he's actually saying that he's not only orchestrating and directing. Well, actually, actually, facil- doing everything here as the killer, but he directed the original movie in the sense of he directed Billy Loomis and Matthew Lillard's characters. He showed him the films. He got them angry and was the reason to, uh, to point them towards the murder spree. And so how does he explain scream too? Uh, I don't think he does explain scream too. That's no, because... I mean like he, that, does. he does. He says like he found her or something like that. Oh, Billy Loomis like is what found Billy's mother kind of thing. Oh, he got Billy's mother. Yeah. Involved. Yeah. Okay, another flaw here. Considering all the damage that they've been doing to the ghost face, he's got no bruises, no cuts, nothing. That's almost in all of them. Mickey, Mickey had a little bit of damage, but that happens. People get bottles smashed against their face constantly. Ghostface is probably the clumsiest character killer yeah. in fucking history, and yet you're right. He's clean as a fucking whistle. Look at those sideburns. The guy looks kissable still. <laughs> Felicity, Felicity didn't choose me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's on a killing spree Carrie, your wife Carrie is all over Felicity and it makes she's, she's still been, she's probably watching it as we speak I think she's in season 3 or 4 
Now, yes, she she loves Felicity, <laughs> and and Heather's gone. Are you still there, Heather? No, I'm I'm so into <laughs> the dialogue, guys. I love this scene where he's telling her off, and you really yeah. didn't know when you first saw this what was going to happen. Like I remember feeling some anxiety. I'm like, is she going to make it out of this shit, or is this guy going to fucking kill her? He's the most angry of all the ghost faces. And I love this well, line no. she does here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. I don't like when you're. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Isn't it don't you love when someone goes to crazy though? They, yes. they just turn the knob from like normal to crazy. Like yeah, twelve o'clock today. I was normal. Now I'm crazy. It, oh my god! There's no I've middle ground so with many, these guys. So much use of so much use of props as weapons. In my life. It's right to a hundred oh. with these fucking guys. How did he miss her head? Like, he literally was about to stab that area. Yeah. <laughs> More broken bottles. More broken chairs. <laughs> so, again, what the hell just happened, though? She got kicked back and she fell. So, they do give Sid her final girl moments here. It's her versus the killer. So, I give her yeah. full credit for that. But with always Deputy Dewey, I always call him Deputy Dewey, even though he's not Deputy right now, and Gail Weathers right around the corner... Uh, I don't try to find the magic book. What are they trying to do there? Put the candlestick back. Like they're trying to, they think it's like one of those bookcases that you have to pull the magic book out of to get it to rotate. That's a, yeah. Aren't, aren't they? I'm pretty sure that's what they think it is. That's what they think it is. Yeah. You know, it's a real house idiots. <laughs> no, he's going to pick yeah. the lock because it's more logical. No, he oh, no. Like himself even better. Yeah. He MacGyvered it. Isn't that a MacGyver move? I'm going to put the gum on the toothpick and I'm into the light. The fuse. And... <laughs> Ooh, the new MacGyver is actually not that bad. I saw There's one a... episode when I felt like an old woman, but pick that lock pretty quickly too. Very impressive. <laughs> is there a new murder she wrote, Vince? Like you're watching all these shows. I didn't even know there was a new MacGyver. <laughs> is there a new murder she wrote again? <laughs> oh God, let's hope not. No, the, yeah, the... the new MacGyver has been on for a couple of years now. I think it's won an award. <laughs> yeah, stupidest new show. <laughs> well, they don't make it as dumb as it was. Hey, uh, see, poor McSteamy or Dreamy or whatever the yeah. f- McDumpy, whatever the hell his name is. McDumpy. He's down on the ground. Again. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey. See, so this I... scene right here, gentlemen, I was in the theater yeah. and people started applauding. One bunch of people stood up and were clapping, and I was like, "But I don't want her to die." At that range, I don't know if that vest would have done anything. Mm-hmm. And when did she hey. have time to put the vest on? When she was at the top station, right? She was locked in that office. Yeah. All the characters in these movies are way smarter than I would be. <laughs> I'd be like, get How me out of this. Survive this. Are you trying to oh, say because... you'd be cottoning it and you'd be done at the beginning scene? <laughs> yeah. Because the second the first person died on set, I'd be like, hey, guys, nice knowing you. I'm out of here. And then I'd be back to Burlington, uh, taking the first train or plane back to Burlington. I wouldn't stick around for this shit. I got news for you. There's no airport in Burlington. There is. Well, there is the Burlington airport. There is. Yeah, that, so maybe that's little, what he was thinking of. The baby plane. <laughs> that's where they're training ISIS now. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Like, let's not start with the rumor now. <laughs> oh, okay. You heard it first year. That, yeah. <laughs> and then I was so happy. 17-year-old Heather was so happy when she came back. I'm like, she's not dead. Yay. Yeah. And I felt like I was yeah. definitely outnumbered in the theater. 
Now, how's 38-year-old Heather feel? <laughs> I'm still happy. I'm still happy she came back. Aren't you guys? Of course. Oh, no, no. I, yeah. yeah. What about you, Christian? Yeah. I don't mind the fact that she... I'm not one of these, like, Sid's gotta die. It would be cool. I think it would be a cool twist if she dies. But I don't... She doesn't have to die. But I, I do think that Dewey or Gale, one of them needed to go here. This is why this movie played it too safe. You had Randy get whacked in the second one. And you're right. He was the most likable character. And that was that was a great moment. We don't have a great moment this, like that in this. This is kind of like a, a weird, not a weird scene, but unusual. Well, actually, it kind of is a flashback to prom night, isn't it? Jamie the Lee holding her brother's yeah. hand. Yeah. Prom night. And then yeah. you never know, is it the transfer of evil? Like the Halloween four, uh, oh, oh, I'm giving you my e- evil. Oh. <laughs> that would have made an interesting Scream Four. I think it would have been good if she was the killer in Scream Four, but that was just yeah. me. I agree with you. I would have liked that more. I don't know if she would have done it. I don't think Wes would have let that happen to her character. So that's why I'm wondering if with Wes gone. This is a little silly. This is right out of a scary movie. Head, 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 because he's wearing the vest. Head, he's got a yeah. vest, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. First like, of all, though, if you get hit in, the, in a, with bullets in a vest, you'll be you broken ribs. Yes. Well, especially when he going. shoots her two feet away. Like, he shot her there. Like, he's standing right over yeah. and shoots down at her. It's, like, it's still going to do some damage. Yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> you guys are going to cover Scream 4 next? Not next, but soon. Not and next. uh yeah. Lacey and Dan have asked to be on that. <laughs> oh my goodness. That, yeah. You know she, she loves Nev Campbell, right? Like I, I know. I don't think Vince is gonna be allowed <laughs> to talk for the whole episode. <laughs> I don't mind I don't mind. I still get not paid any other way, so <laughs> I like how they all so now the movies we're what we're in the epilogue now? What is this? The yeah, end part. Yeah, we're, yeah, the, we're at the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. So now everybody's at her happy place, they're all at her cabin there. They're all, it's like oh, a treat. Oh, what is Gail wearing? Oh, my God. I know. What is this baby doll dress that looks horrible on her? Oh, God. You're out in the wilderness. You came up with nothing on. It would be perfect. You're one with nature. <laughs> with forget-me-nots in her hair and, yeah. like. It's so st- it would have been so much better if he was dead and she found that book with the ring in it. Imagine <laughs> the emotional. <laughs> it's like the notebook. That's really dark, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's dark ended. <laughs> Deputy Dewey dies and she's like, oh, sign my book. She opens it up and there's a ring and the, just one lone <laughs> tear comes down her eye. Slam cut the final oh credits. <laughs> yeah, so we don't know what movie we're doing after for the next one, right? No, uh, April Fool's Day. That's if a all fun goes one. Well, April Fool's Have Day. Have we already with, done that? No, we talked about doing it. And then I kiboshed the idea. This was back like four years ago or what so or possibly longer because I didn't think it was going to be enough to talk about. But I've come around. And I think that uh, the way we do the show, there's oh. always enough to talk about. I have oh, a little smoochy again. smooch. I know. I don't remember. <laughs> I know the whole, I know everything, but I don't remember the movie. So I'll have to do a, a bit of work. Well, the movie's over. Uh, I don't Thank think God. my enjoyment of this went up this time. It, it, it does feel long. And just talking about it with the audio so low, it definitely felt like it went, was a lot longer than it ever felt before. I was not horribly down on it the last time we reviewed them but i did say it was the weakest one out of the series there's still some fun to be had but i hate ghost mom yeah ghost mom's horrible ghost mom's horrible and i hate how many characters are in it and you know what i hate the most guys 
Groups. Groups. Yes, thank you, Heather. <laughs> Heather's been listening. Only groups in porno, not yeah. in horror movies. Yeah. Well, I got like it. They're to have a porno there. Like, you know, yeah. these couples scantily clad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's what they were working up to. And this was supposed to end it, which is why, Heather, I agree. A part four was not necessary. It really wasn't. And, and I enjoyed part four. And when I walked out of the theater after seeing that, I'm like, that will do, Donkey. That will do. we don't need a fifth movie and as much as i love the series i yeah sometimes you just gotta you just gotta let it go yeah but i I enjoyed that i enjoyed talking about it with you guys to be honest absolutely this was kind of my dream like when i started listening to podcasts i dreamed on being on the podcast with you guys one day and i never thought christian would like me enough i knew vince would but i wasn't sure if christian would and you know, now I'm here. And now that this dream is I never said I liked you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is 100% true. Neither did Vince. I'm just fantasizing. Um... I was saying I wasn't at my 100% self tonight because I, I'm not really in love with this movie. <laughs> but Oh, you were fine. You were fine. Okay, in, in your eyes, Heather. I mean, there's all this pressure. <laughs> You know, all, Christian's now reformatting everything. This is the way we're going to move from now on. You can only talk. No I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I only allow him twenty percent time to talk. Like, I mean, exactly. It, it's yeah, I'm kidding, Vince. You know, I'm kidding. Everybody loves Vince. I'm the, I'm the loud, obnoxious one. It's always been that way. It's it was in our show notes before the first show even hit. Recording this though, because Christian, you get so amped. Like I, I met you, so I know you talk with your hands a lot, and I know that you're very passionate. Actually, after I met you, you wouldn't believe how many people asked me in the community about what it was like to meet you. And I said, he is exactly. If you listen to, it was two. Um, One was Scott, and (laughs) and I said, if you listen to him, he is he is who 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 he says he is. Like he is funny, he is out there. But I can just imagine what you're like watching some of these films with Vince after a couple of sausages and some beers or whatever it is. You guys, it must just be a fucking riot. Like it must just be hilarious. Except when I fall asleep on Vince. (laughs) Well. Don't forget, in our early days, we would get almost a bit wasted. Oh, <laughs> we're trying to stay awake out there. <laughs> episode one, episode one through six were recorded like that, and then and then we started. Then seven, I think, what, what something happened in the recording fucked up, and we had to redo oh, it. And I, I got the, that's when I got no. the new microphone, and I said from that point on, we're, we're I think we started doing it. Uh, we had maybe a beer or two with dinner, and sometimes we'd even switch to coffee or something to just to energize us instead because there, do don't get me wrong there's there are some fun parts of those don't question there's some parts but the, like that one when we did part three the first time i am a belligerent <laughs> asshole on that i hate it so much and the only way you can hear that one is if you, i just sound so bitter and the only way you can hear that and one I'm is in the slurring <laughs> and we stopped after a half an hour like I don't know if we can make it. Okay, let's end it. And the only way that that, that still exists, it's in that clip show, the 80s style clip show episode where uh, it's just the, the like a quick best of version of it and that one plays out in its entirety. That's way back, very beginning. That was in 2013 we started it. November wow. 2013. Yeah. Amazing. Crazy. And here we That's are now. Wow. So thank you, Heather, so much. I hope it was more than you even thought it was going to be. 
It it really was. Like you two are <laughs> two of my favorite podcasters. I love the fact that you're Canadian. I love the fact that we live so close together. This was literally a dream come true. Like, you know, I have low goals, guys. So this was... <laughs> Oh god, we can fulfill them for you. You know, and you I think you sell yourself short though. Right? You have a you really know? good you have a really good radio voice. You really do. I've been Aww. impressed this whole time. Thanks, Vince. Aww. That means a lot coming from you, actually. I really appreciate that. So maybe was if that, this doesn't was stick that out... right, Christian? Was yeah, I texted him. The, I go, say something nice to Heather. No, <laughs> no. If, if this shit with Christian doesn't work out and you want to come on a real show, you're welcome on Friday Nightmares anytime. Yeah. So you just let me know. Actually, Christian, oh you should come on Friday Nightmares. I would love to come on. I'd love to come on that. I'd come on the video game show. Um, I... I just don't ever like to oversell myself because then I don't want to ever disappoint somebody if I have to cancel or something like that because uh, it could get kind of crazy. But it's been good so far. Cut to the Chase has had me on twice and it's worked out. So, so we'll see. We're you're becoming fun. like the Jolt Cola of podcasts. You're just everywhere. No, that's Heather. That's, a, that's an old <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Walmart yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> the slogan Heather's the Joe Cole of podcast no all, in all sincerity yeah. thank you so much for joining us it, it was awesome uh, everybody out there I hope you enjoyed this episode we're back that's two in a row we're hoping to make it three uh, and to keep going with I'm this I'm exhausted yeah. <laughs> this is a lot for me yeah. Yeah. no the reason is though like I don't know if Christian mentioned it before but I've been like renovating my condo so I can sell it and it's just but non-stop work constantly, right? Oh, um, you know, that's I don't I don't wish renovations on anybody. It's a pain in the ass. He had to scrub the Are semen you off the to ceiling. Water down, Vince, by any chance? I don't know. I'll be moving to a house though. I'm done with uh, condo living for a while, for sure. Well, there's lots I... of houses for sale on my street, Vince. Oh, I can't afford your area. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you gotta <laughs> your way to the top, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll take. I want to be a slut. Now that uh, it's been so long, I'm gonna get super slutty when I get vaccinated. Oh, I have some places for you to go to slut it up. I have plans if you want to come out, Vince. Okay. Uh, on that note, uh, I, I just want to go jump out of the window, uh, and I want to say good night like to both of you, and good night to everybody out there. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you the next time. Ciao. Bye.